You're listening to Tune FM here on 106.9. That was Birds featuring Eka Vandal with Palace of Dreams here on the home of Student Powered Radio. Kim and I are back in the studio again today. We are joined by Dr. Andrea Wallace. Dr. Wallace is a lecturer in marketing in the business school and she teaches MM105. So this whole little conversation is designed to hopefully make students feel a bit more at ease about starting studies here at UNE, especially students who are maybe undergoing MM105 in trimesters two or three, so they feel a little bit more a little bit less apprehensive, shall we say, about what studies have to entail, because we know from experience how stressful studying university can be. So, Dr. Wallace, thank you so much for coming in and agreeing to talk to oh, us. My pleasure. Thank you. Uh, how are you doing today? I'm very well, thank you. Oh, that's good. So, the first question right off the bat is going to be um, for students you know, will be studying MM105 in T2 or T3 as a first-year student in a Bachelor of Business this year. What can uh, they expect from this unit? What will this unit teach them? This unit is about business communication. We all seem to think that communication is something we can do without any training, without any education. But business communication is slightly different. You need to know a lot more uh, different conventions, techniques to actually successfully get your message across. And you need to actually learn some of those because they are changing. The world keeps changing, so we need to adapt the way we're doing things. Absolutely. And am I right in saying that this unit would give students, uh, I guess, the fundamental skills and experience needed to study units further down the line in a business degree? Yes, definitely. We teach a lot of critical thinking, critical reading, um, and working on writing technique as well. Because the way you may write for an arts or a humanities unit is quite different to the way you would write for business. So you do need to learn those techniques and skills. Absolutely. You're not born with them. No, certainly not. <laughs> and uh, would it be fair to say that students who do uh, do well in this degree, be it maybe get a C or a D or hopefully a HD, that's something we'd hope mm-hmm. for everybody, do you think they will find, I guess, uh, writing from a business perspective a lot easier for future units that may require it in a, at a higher level than usual? I believe so. You end up with a toolkit that you can actually dip in and out of and it will assist more with definitely getting that message across. That's awesome. Yeah. So what's one thing your students can do to get a better grade? Well, turning up is always (laughs) a really good idea. I just love the blase. (laughs) Just, yeah, turn up, bother to turn up. Well, when I first started university myself, back in the olden days when we didn't have Google, um, the most poignant and useful advice I was proffered was go to your lectures. And obviously, if you're an online student, you will need to watch the lectures that are provided through Moodle. But actually going, um, talking to your your classmates and actually just doing the work. University study is quite different to how you learnt at school. At school, we're very test-oriented. It's quite passive. But at university, you are the captain of your own ship, so you do need to take control there. Do you think that students, I guess, uh, will require a fair bit of self-discipline? Oh, I guess a students could learn self-discipline <laughs> yeah. rather to study this unit more effectively. Well, I think it's across the board in any unit is actually learning how to manage your time and just doing a bit of work every day. Don't save it all up for one big right, chunk. Yeah. Just do a little bit every day. It's remarkable what you can get achieved. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what's one of the best things about your job? I really, really find it extremely edifying to see people improve. People who perhaps are apprehensive about the unit or they were nervous about getting up and speaking in front of people, all of a sudden they become and blossom into very good communicators. 
And I would like to think I played a part in that, but definitely it's very edifying to see. I really like it. Awesome. That's great to hear. Hmm. It's awesome when a lecturer takes such a personal pride of satisfaction in their students doing well. That's pretty spectacular. I guess just to not to be too negative, but on the flip (laughs) side of that coin, uh, what's the worst thing about your job? Um, There's a B side to everything. Um, I'm not so fussed on paperwork, but I think any lecturer will say the administration um, task of lecturing is not that much fun no that's that is a recurring theme that we've had uh, <laughs> over this co- over this past yeah. week people don't tend to like the administrative side of no. the teaching no which is understandable yeah. <laughs> um so what was your phd in and why that topic well my phd was in local government amalgamations wow, wow. okay so, and i actually focused on the new england to see the economic and social effects of what happens before and after local government council amalgamations. Is it beneficial? Mm. So I chose that because you can probably hear I'm originally a New Zealander. New Zealand went through a lot of economic reforms in 1984 and then all local governments were merged in 1989. And it didn't actually have great consequences for those social and economic aspects of very small towns. So that's why I chose it. Awesome. As someone, as someone personally who hails from the Hunter region, that's, uh, that's been a rather uh, hot topic of late, especially last year in terms of amalgamating councils. And general yeah. public, funnily enough, weren't that much in favour of it. They, there was a fair bit of pushback. It's a very contentious policy, uh, and it doesn't actually save any money whatsoever. No. It increases costs greatly. And it doesn't really, affect, uh, it doesn't really increase effectiveness or efficiency either, does it? No, because there's actually less political representation, which does lead to the fact local government elections are slightly less legitimate almost. And I guess um, given all of the negatives, what exactly is, where does the push behind it come from? What is the pros to amalgamating councils? It's easier for state government. Ah, I see. So it's easier for them to actually liaise with a larger and less numerous form of local governments. Yes, I see it. The, uh, mm. At the detriment to the citizens of those governments, mm. so we say, which is just wonderful. So I guess um, getting back to MM105 <laughs> yep. um, for a second, Okay. Uh, what is something that everybody tends to think about your unit that is completely wrong, that is just completely misinformed? Well, a lot of people probably think it's very boring. Um, I like to think I'm a barrel of laughs, but, <laughs> uh, you know, some aspects can be... Um, repetitious or maybe a little turgid but it's not that boring once you actually start to look at the ways you can use these tools and I do invite people in the unit to explore different ways and means. I sometimes like to play the academic heretic and I produce different forms of sort of spectrums of different opinions so people can look at these. Awesome. That's uh, yeah. and for potentially for students that are listening to this that did have that particular mindset about <laughs> MM105. There you go. You are entirely misinformed, <laughs> and with a bit of luck, you will enjoy this unit. Well, it's quite subjective, really. But uh, of course, yeah. Um. So, what was one thing you wish you knew before you started out at university? Oh, as a first year, um, gosh, I wish I wasn't quite so shy when I was young. I remember my first year at university. It was at Victoria University in Wellington. And I looked around and everyone looked so old. (laughs) Um, And I was petrified of the library. It was 13 floors. And it was all catalogued in the Library of Congress. I had no idea. 
So I avoided the library for the first year and all I did was turn up to lectures. So I just really wished that um, we had those sort of support networks and services that UNE does here. Yeah, we have quite a lot of clubs and things yep. to join. And Absolutely, we've certainly got one of the... A lot of, the, of uh, social aspects. We've got, in yeah. terms of the amount of clubs that we have on campus, there are, well, there's over 30 at this present time. So for students that are starting out that want to get involved in a more yeah. social way, that we've got heaps of clubs available. We've got, um, you know, different societies, law society, criminology society, student teacher society. We've got uh, clubs. We have a D&D club. We have... Um, uh, we have an archery club, we have a swimming club even. We've got so many things on campus for you to get involved in. So don't, don't, get your, don't allow yourself to believe there's not much to do from, to increase your social environments because there absolutely is. Yeah, absolutely. And I met people in lectures because our lectures were all Socratic. So you sat in the same place all the time and you were called upon to answer. So a bit scary compared to how people do things yeah. now. I can imagine it would have been. Um, I guess just um, sticking on this particular theme of you being an undergraduate, um, what is something that, with the benefit of hindsight, you realised that you weren't particularly good at when you were first starting as a student? Um, I really... I can't think of it, actually. I probably wasn't very good at time management. Fair enough. I didn't realise how to structure an essay insofar as you could write a bit every day. And it took me a long time, it was probably until my honours year, that I, didn't, I realised that you didn't actually need to stay awake for 48 hours <laughs> to, to write a 5,000 word essay. Absolutely not. And yeah. I can imagine there'll be a few listeners that aren't, you know, entirely the best when it comes to managing their time. And yeah. generally yeah. a three-day a three cram with a lot of no-dos and caffeine, not entirely the best way to go about writing an essay. Not no. really, no. no. And... It is amazing the level of support here. The Academic Skills Office is really helpful. Absolutely, I've yeah. had great reports about them. So You can see them in person. You can contact them online. They can be accessed through Moodle. They are an absolutely incredibly useful tool for students if they do want to, I guess, learn a bit more about how to structure an essay, look, yeah. get a few tips on how to refine their writing a little bit. They absolutely. are an absolute... They are a wonderful well of information. So use them if you... Absolutely. If you find that you need a bit of help, absolutely use them. Yeah. Especially for citations as well. I've used them so much for that. Like yep. coming in, I there was like four different kinds and just different units even require it. And yep. it's just like, so I would say use that. There you go. Set up for we that. Have a just from my personal experience. We have an official endorsement from one of us <laughs> here at Tune FM. Um, I guess uh, just moving on a little bit to research. And what do you think your dream research location would be? Um, well, I'm easily pleased, actually. So long as it's quiet, I personally need to work in monastic silence. Um, and so the dulcet tones of lawnmowers and whippersnippers really annoy me. I see. Um, <laughs> so anywhere quiet with everything I need. Yeah. I'm, I'm quite quite easy about that. Like so. a library or a sealed vault somewhere <laughs> we can... Yeah, probably a sealed vault, maybe a hermit's cave at the bottom of the garden. <laughs> as long as it's got Wi-Fi, I'm happy. Wi-Fi and, and a steady uh, air supply would be yeah, handy. Yeah, that's all good. <laughs> Absolutely um, wonderful. Yeah. Is there anything you're passionate about at the moment as far as like research or something in general? Um, I don't know if I'd say passionate. I'd say uh, mildly enthusiastic. I don't like that word passionate. Um, <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> I am looking at a few different pieces of research. Uh, one of them is we looked at, uh, with some colleagues, how much do public toilets cost 
local government in New South Wales to provide. Interesting. And is it something that's more on the expensive side? Very expensive. In London, they've closed nearly 50% of the metropolitan public toilets because they're too expensive to run. Wow. And we could go down that way here because local government don't actually get funding for public toilets and they're not actually under any obligation to provide them. Goodness me, I see I had no idea. Yeah, that that's I, like I assumed they were fairly relatively cheap and cost-effective to run. No, no. It's mm. actually the labour of, of cleaning them, maintaining yeah, and providing that soap. That, I guess, that would explain the uh, the cleanliness state of a lot of public toilets around the region. Not, Absolutely. Not many, yeah. to denigrate, <laughs> not many to denigrate the efforts of councils whatsoever, but there's certainly... Um, the, the yeah. reputation of public toilets for being not the most hygienic places around is fairly well founded. I think it's a lot like that toilet and train spotting a lot of the time. Mm. Have you ever seen the movie? If yeah, you I, I personally movie, have, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot like that. So that is what I am enthusiastic about, but that's coming to a close. I am then looking at some other research on stereotypes in accountants. Mm, okay, another yeah, fairly fascinating topic. Yeah. topic. yeah, so... Um, not everybody's boring. So, no, yeah. certainly not. So <laughs> um, just looking at lots of different things, I have a broad and eclectic taste. Awesome. It's certainly yeah. it's nice to be more unique than anything else. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess uh, moving on to more, shall we say, lighthearted questions to sort of for, for students to get to know the lecturer behind the academic gown a little bit. Okay. Do you have a favourite song? Well, not really. Again, um, like my research tastes, broad and eclectic. Um, I personally like more of the, uh, dare I say it, I'm unmasking myself. I go more for doom metal or um, old goth music. So. I have so much respect for you for saying <laughs> that. I am very much a metalhead personally. Yeah. Um, screechy sort of uh, modern music just doesn't do it for me. So Much agreed. Much yeah. agreed there, I have to say. Yeah. I'm um, sticking on that subject of music. Um, are you listening to anything at the moment? Now, it doesn't necessarily have to be music, but are there any audiobooks or podcasts that catch your eye at the moment? I actually prefer reading a physical book. I don't like listening to them. Fair um, enough. I'm actually going through Paradise Lost's old records, so wow. I'm going through a bit of Symbol of Life at the moment. That's awesome. Yeah. And it, it, it's certainly mm-hmm. more, I know a lot of people would prefer reading something as opposed to yeah. being read something yeah. to them. Um, yeah. That's a reason I've never really gotten into too many audiobooks. No, I find them, they make me sleepy. Yes. <laughs> it's, I suppose it harks back to being a child and having bedtime stories. So No, there might be some truth to that. Yeah. I yeah. remember I um when I was driving back from Maitland to Armadale once my friend put on a audiobook uh, <gasps> just to see, oh, should we listen to this? Yeah. And I had to tell her, look, if you keep this up, I'm gonna fall asleep while I'm on the road. You need to turn this off immediately. Yeah. Some people have very soporific voices too, so Absolutely. Yeah. Um I guess just to settle a bit of an age old debate for us from a personal point of view, do you prefer Kindles or hard copies? Hard copy. That's the right answer. There you go. That is the correct answer. <laughs> it's really hard to write notes in the margins on a Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> no, it certainly is. Um, you That would become very expensive very quickly, I yeah. feel. Uh, no, I am 100% in the camp of hard covers. Uh, Kim, yourself? Um, I say hard covers for sure. Uh, it brings me back to definitely like school when they would play like that. They have a disc that they put in and they would just leave it for like 20 minutes and this yes. person would like read to you. And I was like... 
This okay. is no, nightmarish. I can't do that. I uh, can't do audiobooks. <laughs> I should specify as well, um, when we say hardcovers, we just mean physical copies of books. Yeah. The the debate of hardcover versus paperback, <laughs> hardcover we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to wait for another day. I actually prefer a paperback to a hard copy too. Oh, do you? I do, because then you can crack the spine, at, you know, the ah, bit you like. And yes. It's an easy reference point. Then. The smell of them are also pretty good. Oh, yes, the, sm- the, the smell of new books. books. It is incredible. That's why I love bookshops so much. <laughs> See, personally for me, I prefer hardcover just because I'm very, yeah. uh, I get very, very protective and OCD about the quality, quality and the state yeah. of my oh. books. So I tend hardcovers, they tend to, I tend to find them a lot more easier to <laughs> keep maintained. They're easier uh, to shelve, yes. I'm yeah. the person that when I buy a paperback in store, I go through each copy to make sure I get the one that is in the best condition. It's rather painful at times. <laughs> okay. So what is your favorite time of day? I'm a morning person. Oh, yes. Um, I get up really early and I go to bed early. And I like the morning because it's quiet. Ah, back to the quiet again. Nobody's around. Um, You feel it. It's just fresher and nicer. Awesome. So I really like the morning. And I do my best thinking and work in the morning. Awesome. That's fair enough. Um, I guess the next question will be um, a little bit of a fantastic one. If you had the chance to go to Mars, would you go? Okay, I'm not a great traveller because I'm the person <laughs> in the back of the car or in a plane. Are we there yet? I see. So <laughs> I know it would take a long time and I don't also like heat very much. I'm a winter okay. person. Yep, I hate summer. Fair um, so probably not. It would be quiet up there. It, it would be quiet, <laughs> but it would be hot, there. and yeah. it would take a very long time. Yes, the uh, destination probably wouldn't be worth the journey in this particular but case. But Saturn or Pluto sort of do interest me. So mm, it'd be very cold out in Pluto. Yeah, absolutely. The question was one of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothes. Mm, very mm. true. Yeah. So that's probably that's about it. It is it. I think that's all the questions, to be honest. Yeah, we've got, yeah. Um, I guess, just the last thing for students that may be still feeling a little bit uh, scared or apprehensive about doing one, MM105 in T2 or 3. Um, can we say that you are very approachable? If anyone's got a question or a concern, they can easily email you. or Absolutely. Uh, that's awesome. Okay. I like people to actually clarify things before you get yourself into a pickle over it. Um, it's not much point stewing on it, and you'll make yourself a bit sad and anxious if you just let things build up. Just deal with it as it comes. And it also demonstrates that you're being very proactive, asking questions, really understanding what is required of you. Absolutely. And remember, everybody, our lecturers are there to try and help you as best they can. So if you do have a question, absolutely get in contact with them. Well, none of us would be in the position we are without any decent mentors or support. So it is really our obligation to provide that so fantastic well um thank you so much dr wallace for coming in and uh, agreeing to chat with us um it's been an absolute pleasure having you and we really hope that this has allowed students who will be going into mm 105 either trimester two or three to feel a lot more uh excited about the unit they're about <laughs> to study and hopefully they've uh learned that it's going to be a lot more exciting and interesting than they maybe thought so we generally can't play too much heavy metal uh during the day but we're going to bend the rules slightly um, just for you we're going to play you out with mega Death Symphony of Destruction. Ah, fantastic. You are listening to Tune FM on 106.9. Kim and I will be back in about 10 minutes with Glenn Porter from Crim 101. Until then, please enjoy Megadeth Symphony of Destruction. You're listening to Tune FM on 106.9, UNE student-powered radio.